good morning and welcome everyone to Live Dharma Sunday for December 25th, 2016. Koyo Kubosa here. So very, very glad you joined us on this Christmas morning. I couldn't help but think of uh, Christmas morning during the childhood days. And, uh, and I have to admire that most Buddhist parents, um, you know, Buddhism is, uh, in America, is a religious minority in the diversity of the religious scene. And there's a saying in Japanese called, kodomo no tameni, I mean, for the sake of the children. And I was thinking, you know, sort of like, saying when in Rome <laughs> and uh, children, Buddhist children in those days raised in, you know, in those years of Eisenhower's uh, 1950s um, <clears throat> so that uh, children would not miss out or feel different. And I think most Buddhist children, their families, parents, celebrated Christmas with Christmas trees presents under the tree stockings enjoying that holiday spirit Um, time before consciousness was raised in terms of respecting ethnic diversity and so forth and maybe nowadays uh, many children Buddhist children Celebrate Bodhi Day in December, okay. uh, and that's fine. I think you know there's no right or wrong here in terms of history and what what's going on in a certain time in society. Um, but I think that there's a. Um, <clears throat> I always remember saying that said people are more important than ideas. Now this could be you know, twisted in different ways, but sometimes in the name of a, you know, religious rigidity or intolerance when it gets to that kind of thing where people um, have to suffer in a sense in the name of a label, different all kinds of life situations could arise. Of course, there's nothing wrong with uh, promoting one's own uniqueness as a religion and so forth, the rituals. Um, but we have to admire and respect the times of the holiday, winter holidays. Um, even though I was at the library the other day and and uh, person staff member said, you know, Merry Christmas, and looking at me, she said, or whatever is celebrated, you know, um, I just replied that, uh, you know, it's all, most winter holidays, they all have the origin in paganism, <laughs> and that word probably has kind of a negative connotation, uh, all these, a lot of these uh, rituals have pagan origins. 
what I remember, of course, in, in uh, our family's uh, rituals, we did have Christmas trees and presents under there and getting up on Christmas morning and having, we couldn't open up any presents, of course, because, you know, we wouldn't remember who gave what. And so you learned about keeping track so that you could send thank yous. And uh, we didn't have a fireplace or a mantle in our uh, home, so we pinned our stockings up at the foot of our bed. Uh, and when we had, our, when we grew up and had our own families, my brother and I we used to visit each other. I remember we were um, at the time we spent five years in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. My brother was up in Oney, Maryland. It was about a five-hour drive, and we would uh, spend the holidays. Are taking turns driving to respective places and I remember one Christmas day drove down to our place and my brother's oldest uh, child was Christine she must have been about five or six years old I remember she had this green coat she was always running around with with it not being buttoned, and it was always flying or flying open. And one time, when she was five or six, somehow she got locked out of our house. She was up, you know, went outside and everything. So our doorbell rang, and it was a neighbor. She went to the neighbors, and I guess she explained her situation that she couldn't get back in the house. And so, well. It was, we kind of admired her resourcefulness at such a young age to go to the neighbors and ask for help. Um, I'm using this as a segue to introduce her to give the Dharma glimpse this morning. It's one of the times when Christmas and New Year's comes on a Sunday. Wow, wow. And uh, so Christine Kubose, she is the... My brother's oldest, she's my oldest niece. She's the oldest grandchild of Reverend Guillaume and Mimi Kubose. And uh, she lives in Southern California. She's a, a physical therapist. She has her own practice, very successful. And, uh, you know, the years do roll by. I'm sure, well, she's over 50 years old now. Um <laughs> uh, and so let's hear from Christine. Hi, good morning, everyone. Well, Merry Christmas. Uh, when I was asked to do the Dharma talk and that it would be for December 25th, the first thought to me was, oh, that's pretty heavy. <laughs> so it took me a while until the right idea kind of resonated with me. So in general, when I or we think of Christmas, typically it's um decorating trees or putting up lights for the neighborhood, wrapping gifts, Santa Claus, family, good food, etc. And a lot of times the cliche, it's better to give than to receive, seems to be the theme through this holiday. And when most of us think of that, we generally think of giving in terms of something concrete, right? We buy a gift, we wrap it up, 
and then we give it to the recipient and yeah, you know, it feels really good. And it feels especially good if you got if you bought something that's kind of perfect for that particular person. Well, I received an early Christmas present, which is actually something that I gave but then really received. So it kind of fits the cliche, it's better to give than to receive, but this gift was very intangible. So let me explain. So as some of you know, I'm a physical therapist, and I do mostly osteopathic that also touches on working with emotions that can affect us physically and vice versa. The emotions can affect physically and physically then can affect the emotions. So I'm treating a friend of mine that's actually a physical therapist that works in the NICU. And her diagnosis is plantar fasciitis with her right foot worse than the left. And that's where you have pain in your arches that usually occurs when you take your first steps in the morning. So long story short, the main cause of her plantar fasciitis had absolutely nothing to do with her feet. So I found most of the dysfunction or problems in her brain and emotions that were affecting her liver, which caused her spine to sort of root because the liver attaches to the spine in the back. So anyway, so she's getting better, and I was working on all this stuff. So one session she came in and told me that her 22-year-old son, who's a senior in college studying math, had a total breakdown. He couldn't eat. He couldn't sleep. He had extremely high anxiety set in, and he, then he had depression, and then he had even thoughts of suicide. He cried all the time and had a sensory overload to light and sound. And she was, you know, within, she was just like tear, tear, in tears. And she said even thoughts of childhood issues that he never expressed to his parents started rearing up too. He actually had to stop school a few weeks before finals because he couldn't uh, think anymore straight. So his mom, my patient, asked if there was anything I could do. I thought, well, okay, I'll see. So he came in, and in the waiting room before the evaluation, I saw him sitting there with his head down, his eyes closed, and he just didn't look good. It's like he was trying to tune out things. So apparently he told me he was stressed due to a higher-than-normal load at school, and then he's also working several jobs. So one day he goes to the gym, and he lifted or pushed a weight that was heavier than usual and then suddenly felt like this 9 out of 10 pain that went to his head that caused a headache and some confusion. And then he ended up having subsequent headaches, had to go to the ER, etc. So I found a handful of structures in the brain that deal with that fight-flight system, and I found a lot of structures that deal with the emotional system. So I treated all those things, and then he sat up, And I said, oh, well, how do you feel? And he said, I feel better. And then he smiled. And his mom said, well, that was the first time I've seen you smile in two weeks. And we all, of course, started crying. And she said she would pay me cash for the visits because we hadn't gotten approval from the insurance company yet. And I was like, I'm not even thinking that, you know. That was the the furthest thing from my mind. I, I totally do it for nothing. And then they came in three days later. And his mom said, you know, you are a miracle worker. You literally saved his life. So that weekend, he was able to start eating again. He only had one minor anxiety attack arise, which was kind of provoked by 
uh, a doctor. Um, and then since then, I've treated him two more times, and it's like he is a completely brand new person um, than that first day I saw him. So that was a present that was given to me, even though technically I gave it. <laughs> no words can really describe what I received because it's like a feeling in the heart that you can't even put into words and pretty much I will remember for a really long time. So sometimes giving doesn't have to be a thing. It can be a time shared, a smile, um, you know, lending a helping hand to someone in a myriad of ways and just doing something for someone and expecting nothing in return. So I hope you have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everyone. And welcome a new year of giving. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Well, well, indeed, indeed. Um, you know, I think as we, even though uh, winter holidays is a time of uh, gifts, gift exchange, it's sort of a good general an okay generalization that even though parents teaching children at a young age to say thank you and so forth, I think it's safe to say that young children, we sure want to get the gifts, you know. Uh, And as we get older, we become adults and older adults even, that we really capitalize, are able to um, appreciate what we uh, are able to give. That giving is indeed better than to receive. And uh, the line between giving and receiving gets blurry. Okay? Um, this is this is uh where there's a saying like, I'm not aging, I'm not getting older, I'm aging to perfection, like a fine wine. And I think that there are certain themes where this is really true uh, in life. And being able to help others is one of those, these aspects. And in fact, just this morning, as I check my email, as I as I do every morning, and um, I receive some emails about people that, uh, well, I guess you could call them students from our, you know, Brighton Center's lay program, and those that we our programs happen to play a part in their spiritual growth, and they express their appreciation and I received one of those emails this morning where the person um, was reflecting upon his spiritual journey and where he presently was at spiritually and uh, really felt a lot of gratitude and uh, It really was heartwarming to receive these kinds of emails, not because of my part uh, in it, but 
simply because it, it existed in that person. That really warmed me and inspired me. You know, I said, boy, that's, you know, keep going. Receive that kind of thing. And also we should be aware of what we ourselves have received. Um, you know, Dogen, who is a tremendous religious figure in Japan, the founder of Soto Zen, but Dogen, one of his sayings is, hey, you, um, something like, uh, you know the, the way in which you can successfully walk the path to a way as a truth seeker? Um, the best way is to do so with the burden that you have an unpayable debt Um, this is really wisdom from the East where um, the emphasis is not on what we got but what we owe (laughs) you know it's the basis of what might be called the Nikon therapy which is Nikon means self-reflection and there is a particular approach called Nikon that involves thinking about all that we have received and how little we've given back. And that's kind of a healthy guilt, if you want to put it that way, of what we, you know, it's all about grace, isn't it? It's all about what we receive. My parents, people we don't even know, um, if you want to make a strong statement, you, you we could say, mental problems is being self-centered and you know if you have a real sincere deep sense of gratitude I don't think you could be mentally have problems all of the problems come from the self-centeredness of hey this I didn't get that you know there's there's kind of a selfishness there even anger is an expression of that kind of uh, self-centeredness. But when we, if we could get the attitude of gratitude, it had nothing to do with what we, the quality or quantity of what we receive. And then I think from there, you start to live a life where you get all these other kind of gifts about what people express to you about what they receive from you. What a frosting on the cake. Hey, that's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a beautiful one.